podcast that brings a group of strangers together in a room to ask the question what is your biggest fear and we are recording this live in the gorgeous surrounds of bellow bar in dublin and um, how is everybody feeling you're feeling good okay i'm um, afraid i must, <laughs> afraid. Um, I must say i must say um i really I, it's a lovely room to be in we're on episode four now and i don't just mean that bellow bar is gorgeous because it is but i kind of feel like people are really getting what the podcast is about i feel that people are kind of getting what i'm trying to do with this and i do genuinely think talking about fear is good for us it's okay to be vulnerable but it's also okay to laugh about weird things that make us scared so thanks everybody and thanks for listening in at home and um, joining me on the panel this evening are Ireland's reigning queen of disco and host of the beat goes on on stay fm miss kellyanne byrne hi <laughs> and we also have bark front woman songstress all-round inspirational human being jess cav thank you <laughs> So I've titled this episode of Fear Fund, We Are the Music Makers, because it's going to come up, like the three of us are going to start talking loads about tunes at some stage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's fine. So Kellyanne, we first met, um, yeah. this is one thing I love about this podcast as well. I just ask loads of people that I think are really cool and inspirational to come and join me. So thanks guys for coming. Um, so we first met, we were working back at Phantom and then we yeah. set, kind of shared many a DJ box radio show, dance floor, road trip together since then. Um, Jess, I was thinking about this. I can't remember our exact first encounter. I think what happened is we kept bumping, bumping into each other at festivals. Yep. I would go to your gigs and then I would compliment you on your accessories a lot. And now you're kind of <laughs> just stuck with me. Earlier. You're kind of just <laughs> stuck <laughs> with me now. Is that um, be fair? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you gave us our first gig. That's that was the big one. The golden plaque thing in the workman's. Yeah. Oh you gave, yes, that's you gave what it was. Mark, like our, our first gig. So that's that's what I associate <laughs> with you, which was amazing. So thank you for that. So you don't think <laughs> I'm just weird because I'm always like, I love your scarf. Where did you get that's this? It's so funny you think that because my my memory of, of us because like, I was thinking that uh, as well today, like when did we meet first and when did we start to get to know each other? And my memory is like accosting you with compliments drunk in Lumo. Uh, oh. in so I feel the same I'm like oh she probably thinks I'm like way too extra because every time I see her I'm just like you're close that's my friends go do shots yeah yeah so I'm glad we're on the same page so we're cool we're on yeah, the same page totally cool, okay yeah. we don't need to be anxious about being weird anymore I didn't even think you were being weird I thought you thought anyway let's move on <laughs> shall we I thought you thought I was being weird no. um, so yeah a lot of I was thinking about this earlier as well um, about the whole have you noticed, because I know I love a good festival, you guys spend yeah. a lot of your summer, you know, you, yourself with the band and Kellyanne with you DJing, um, a lot of time at festivals, I kind of feel that at festivals, we kind of become, it's almost like a character, it's like a version of yourself that's totally fearless and will just go and do what you want and wear what you want. Do you do that? Because I feel like I, it's, I don't just plan my outfits, uh, yeah. I, I, I really go for it. 
Do you yeah, know what I mean? I think so. Um, yeah, I, I definitely at a festival you let loose for various reasons. Certain <laughs> 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 things are involved. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that definitely happens at festivals. But um, yeah, and obviously if you're performing or if you're DJing or yeah. whatever, and you're feeding off the energy of the crowd, and you know, um, I think it's a place where people lose their inhibitions. Definitely, yeah. Mm. And I, inhibitions like are caused by fear, so... Yeah, that's, that's a very yeah. good point. I, I kind of feel, for me, I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, very a very particular memory was when I turned 30 and Bark was doing a gig and I, I put on a, like a kind of a sports bra, belly top kind of thing and I always a little bit kind of, I guess, a bit paranoid about my, my figure and, and so on. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can wear this. You have but a lovely really figure. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Um, but like, I was always really nervous about kind of wearing very, very tight clothes and I'm wearing it on stage and maybe like, you know, I'll get a, like a dodgy live shot and you'll see belly or whatever. I was always kind of nervous about that kind of stuff. And then I was just looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, you are 30. You are literally getting older and older and older. Yeah. When are you going to wear this? Are you going to wear this when you're 35? Are you going to wear this when you're 45? Are you going to wear this when you're 50? Or are you going to wear this now? And I said it to myself while looking in the mirror and I was yeah. just like... I'm wearing the belly top. Oh, you know, I'm wearing the crop top. <laughs> so um yeah, but like age is a is a it's people get too hung up in it, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely, so, definitely. I think. But that's that's kind of my association with like kind of like wearing cool stuff and wearing stage gear and, and, and festivals is just like if I'm not going to wear it now, when am I going to wear it? Yeah. So yeah. just do it, you know? Just do it. Yeah. I, I do find, though, I used to have a festival wardrobe and it kind of just bled into my everyday wardrobe yeah. now. And sometimes <laughs> people will kind of say, do you think you're going to a festival? I'll be like, my life's a festival. I would never <laughs> actually say that. I would never actually say that, but I should. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, no, I absolutely love them. I'm just really excited. It's that time of year now. The bookings are starting yeah, to come yeah, in. Totally. And oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. Very, very yeah. excited. Um, so let's ask a member of the audience, what is your biggest fear? I have one here. Who's afraid of clowns? Oh. Oh, producer Rebecca, come over. Mm. Oh, is that a whimper? So you suffer from coolrophobia. Oh, not so cool not so cool is it it's not cool it's terrifying i hate them um i wasn't too mad on them when i was a kid i could deal with it whatever it was fine and then when i was 13 or 14 i decided to read stephen king's it oh and there's one scene in the book where your man's having a bath and then the clown comes along and he like kills them all one by one or whatever but the clown comes in through his bathroom window and like your man's just chilling <laughs> and the clown does this thing whatever and it petrified me i couldn't mm. finish the book for about a week i just didn't shower because i was just like no i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah oh i got away God. with it because i was 14 but like yeah yeah terrified of them and like even walking up grafton street or anything like that your man that's always there at the weekends like in the clown costume making balloons couldn't do it no just i don't know what it is if it's the like fake happiness or yeah. the like obnoxious makeup mm. or just no it's oh, quite common actually it. yeah, yeah it's it's, it's one it's one fear. of the yeah, yeah. Uh, actually two of the most common phobias are i have this jess is getting sweaty over there in the corner <laughs> now i have this in front of me and in my notes and you'll find out why in a minute and um, pediophobia is a fear of dolls and coolrophobia is a fear of clowns and they are both very very common and they think that the main reason for it um the broader category is automatonal 
no also matanophobia also matanophobia we can edit that right Rebecca you make me sound like I'm on QI <laughs> what did you say it was called also matanophobia and that is the fear of anything that falsely represents a sentient being so that would include ventriloquist dummies animatonic oh, creatures yeah, mannequins yeah, wax statues yeah, all yeah. that sort of thing um, yeah. so yeah it's kind of like it's it's they're sneaky they're yeah. being mm. sneaky is that what you think about it yeah no I agree as well with like the whole ventriloquist dummy and everything like that like in my nan's house she had a load of porcelain dolls and the same sort of thing like I'd just be like the eyes are following me something's going with them no anything like that that looks like a human being I'm like if you're not a human okay all right um I, I mean I don't I wish I could I don't know come to circus class with me one day and I'll, I'll let you meet a few clowns out of their makeup and you can see how sound they are yeah it's like immersion therapy I'll just yeah. slowly yeah. get into it and then one day deal with them in the makeup and okay I if I can do maybe this. I'm going to introduce you to some real life clowns I'm going to try without their makeup without their makeup and then we'll we'll see how it goes cool all right thanks Rebecca so um <laughs> yeah the reason I I didn't just know all well. those names off the top of my head but that actually segues in really nicely I'm pretty delighted with myself um so Jess you come across as a very fearless strong woman but we're all afraid of something yep. um same with you Ke- Kellyanne um but um you know, I asked you the question, what is your biggest fear? Interestingly, you both did the same thing. You picked two things, one kind of phobia type yeah. thing, and then one more in the all-consuming and pending doom category, <laughs> you know. and that's Are we it, talking about both? Uh, we're going to talk about oh. both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're here now, you signed up yeah. for it, so we're going to talk about both. It is, it's kind of a funny question, though, what is your biggest fear? Yeah. Um, my mate Rob, his unequivocal answer is shower curtains terrified um he's unfortunately not here to talk about it because it's way funnier to watch him get uncomfortable and talk about (laughs) it um but he thinks they're dirty he said uh, the weird thing when the power kind of the shower jet kind of sucks it towards you and he doesn't know where it's been he gets very uncomfortable (laughs) i was thinking like watch uh, loads of psycho or something you know the shower i asked him i was like i I, I said are you afraid of getting murdered psycho style and he said no it's just he's like they're just unhygienic and i'm not not okay with them he, yeah so he some people are like that but a lot of people will kind of go oh well you know clowns or whatever but then they'll kind of say actually i'm afraid of dying alone and we'll get kind of more yeah, into yeah, it yeah. a little bit but back to the automata god damn it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna try that one more time automatonophobia um jess talk yes. to me about puppets oh right um so Basically, when I was about, I must have been under nine, so I must have been about kind of like six or seven-ish, and at the time on the television was Spitting Image, if anybody remembers that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this, if you don't know what Spitting Image was, it was like kind of a satirical, uh, political comedy that was done through puppets, so like Margaret Thatcher and John Major and stuff like that, and even thinking about it now is making me feel really anxious. Oh and my God. I had this horrible nightmare that has stayed at me for my whole life this horrendous nightmare that I had that night which potentially included sleep paralysis as well and and it was being attacked by these spinning image puppets oh god yeah yeah and uh so I've I've always been terrified of puppets ever since I just think they're like terrified terrifying but also because of that it's that thing they're 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 not real but they they kind of they're meant to be they're representing reality or, or humanity but in a really creepy uh weird way and that just i hate it freaks me out 
okay yeah. so not so happy they've got a really <laughs> crap name as well the fear of puppets it's yeah. puppophobia yeah <laughs> the latin word puppa means doll and phobos greek is fear so someone just went oh yeah puppophobia and most cases originate from a childhood instant so there you go you're there not you alone. i think most fears do i think so. a I lot think of most them fears do is something that happens to you as a kid like if you're bitten by a dog you're you're afraid of dogs it's usually something mm-hmm. very very young yeah. do you want to do you want to talk about <laughs> you gonna put one up oh man is it there no um, i'm looking kellyanne <laughs> also has a phobia yeah. Um, and it comes from... Why am I looking at that screen? The word oh. muso, which in Latin means mouse. Musophobia, the fear of mice or rats. Yeah, it's of rats. You I li- don't mind mice. He's <laughs> 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 <I was> okay. <laughs> so, Kellyanne told me this in advance. So, I tried to find the most adorable picture of a rat that I could find online. So, up on the board behind us, we have an adorable little like rat that. holding a sign saying, I just want to snuggle. <laughs> Are you okay yeah. with him? Yeah, I'm okay with him. I've, I tr- okay, so basically, when we talk about the childhood thing, I grew up in Finglas and where... Where I grew up in Finglas, there was a park, Pottinger Park, behind my house. And for some reason, I don't know, our house had a problem with rats. And it was an ongoing thing. And my mum and dad would say to me and my brother, don't go out there. There's rats outside. And we'd be like, OK, OK, OK. Until, what's the rat man, the person that comes to get rid get Exterminator? of Exterminator? Yeah, until they came. So it's interesting because... We, we, myself and Stuart would be like looking out through the back door going, there's rats, there's rats. I never saw one. I never saw one, right? Even though they were there, my parents were trying to protect me. But this is the interesting thing about fear is I've had a fear of them all my life, even though I never saw them in the garden. So I don't remember the first time I saw a rat, but I totally had a panic attack because it was put in my head, you know, rats are bad, all the rest of it. So I just think it's interesting that fear is often not real. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I got over it a little bit when I lived in New York because they're actually everywhere. They're all over the subway. Um, you see them all over the place. So now it's not so bad. But yeah, literally, if I saw them years ago, like I would, I would nearly have a full-on panic attack. And I have continuous dreams since I was a kid uh, that they're eating my feet. Oh, stop. Yeah. And if I don't trust someone, which I think this is interesting, if I don't trust someone or if I'm in a job and I don't trust the workplace, I dream I'm in the job and there are rats everywhere. Why are we? And I'm never fucking wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm never wrong about the person either. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, so, but I thought it was interesting. When, I, when, I, when you asked me, I thought back, my God, I never saw one in the garden. Okay, but so your parents it, ruined your life. Is what you're saying? No, 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 no. They're great, and it was a jet. Like they were just trying to look after us. But uh, I think that's interesting. Though I never actually saw one. Okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. if you're if you're able to kind of just like project and and allow your imagination to kind of just run with mm. the idea yeah. of rats, yeah, and then not actually be able to see see one in, in the mm. in the flesh, that's really scary, yeah. you know. And it's the premise of a lot of like horror movies as well as like you don't see the monster, you know, yeah. like you, you the spark. dark being afraid of the dark, the boot. What's it called? Bo- bogeyman, boogeyman. Do you remember? Yeah, him? yeah, under yeah. my bed or like it's, yeah, it's it's what it doesn't exist. Yeah, the, the fear of of what it could be, mm. you know. I'll tell you what. I'll print off that adorable little rat and I will put it in a little. <laughs> heart frame and you can keep it beside it's their your tails bed. it's their tails <laughs> oh, i just can't the tail is awful okay so um we're gonna do our first gorilla problem solving and um interestingly um somebody who answered the question what is your biggest fear it's kind of the same thing um so the person who said um their biggest fear is not being able to provide for themselves 
Who oh. said that? Would you like to come up on stage? Hello, what is your name? Hi. Thanks for joining us. Hi, my name is Ruth. Okay. Thanks for having me. Oh, Hi. you look fabulous. I love Hello. your outfits. Thank you. I'm, uh, this is just a theme. I love your accessories. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I always compliment people on theirs. And what do you do? Um, I have a popcorn business. Tell me more. Oh, that's cool. Should I plug the popcorn? Absolutely. <laughs> Who doesn't like popcorn? Oh, well, I have a wonderful popcorn business based in the Liberties, and I supply a few high end hotels and I go to a few events. So you might see me at a festival here and there. And it's called Cornude Artisan Popcorn. God, delicious. I love popcorn. Does it have like tasty toppings and Loads different flavors? Yeah. What's the most popular one? Um, sea salt caramel. Oh. oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And what's your favorite? Do you have any any samples? <laughs> Everyone in the room is suddenly very animated. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Did you bring one some of the <laughs> in the back of the van. <laughs> one of the most popular um, on the luxury range would be the raspberry ripple. So it's white chocolate with real raspberries. Stop. It's all got very M&S in here, hasn't it? Should oh I my God, this yeah. isn't just popcorn, this is Roots fancy popcorn that makes you drool. <laughs> I'm afraid not. Oh. No, it's all gone. It's in your belly. It's in your belly. Um, so Roots, tell me this, um, it's pretty fearless setting up your own business. Yeah. yeah you know that's pretty scary setting up your own business yeah. particularly something that's quite niche obviously there's a market for it everyone in this room is drooling all over you it's actually yeah. a little bit creepy everyone's like oh. drool away <laughs> um so you said you're just a little bit afraid of not being able to provide yourself and um you know paying your bills that sort of thing yeah i think that's quite normal though yeah is it normal though i don't see everyone else freaking out the way i imagine i'm freaking out you know and um, uh, does anybody yeah. else worry about paying their bills yeah, totally. Every, <laughs> every single person here just put their hand up. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't see with all the lights. Oh, the bright lights in your face. Um, yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, it, I think it's normal. I do it all the time. I work freelance, and um, you're constantly walking that fine line yeah. between being an annoying bitch who is calling again saying where's my invoice from three months yeah, yeah. ago yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know being cool because you want to be hired again yeah. like mm. constant that that can be such an issue i find mm. that as well like you know totally. with, like with festivals or or your bookers where you want to have a good relationship with a supplier or a booker yeah and then you know but then you're chasing for money and you have yeah. to start getting kind of like terse with them or or whatever and, and constantly as you were saying just juggling that can be really really mm. stressful so that's interesting that you'd say that you juggle the kind of the idea that you have to ask for the money but you want to maintain a really good relationship that's it yeah. so is that where we come back to the clown yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah yeah absolutely juggling your, yeah. i think you have to remember though you you're, you're you did a job so um when i was younger i was a little bit afraid of that kind of thing but now i just say do you have my cash like, okay. it's not, or do you have my, do you know, there's no thanks a mill, whatever. But yeah, I, I, I definitely, when I was younger, I wasn't as confident in that sense. Okay. But now I always get paid. Okay, yeah. so it's, yeah. it's a bit of kind of respect. For yeah, because you did a job. Yeah. You deserve to. It's not a case of, yeah. you're not having the crack. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you did absolutely. a gig, you turned up, you brought a crowd. You, you know what I mean? You you deserve to get paid. It's that simple. Yeah. Fundamentally, um, you, you raised yeah, that yeah. scenario, which in mm-hmm. turn should be paying you as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think standing, you know, standing up and believing in your product yeah. is, is a big part of that. And, and just knowing how to be like, this is my product. It is fantastic. If you want it, this is this is how much you're going to yeah. pay. Yeah, and, and that's it. I I think as well the thing um, I have somebody said this to me ages ago, and I have it written in the front of my um, kind of diary where I keep my bookings and that sort of thing. And I have written down, "Eaten cake is soon forgotten," and I like kind of look at that when I'm getting nervous about reminding mm. people about invoices and stuff. So you know, I always make sure that I'm kind of more upfront. So maybe you could say, "Eaten popcorn is soon forgotten." Hey. Smiley face, smiley face, <laughs> winky face, and kind of have that at the side and just be you know yeah, yeah. making sure that people are doing that. Um, so the guerrilla problem solving um, piece of paper that I picked up. So this is a game um, okay. for people at home who haven't heard it before or for I don't know if you guys have either. Um, what we do is we get people to anonymously on the door um, of Bellow Bar. They get these pieces of paper on the way in to the recording. And it's just something that's been bothering you and um, keeping you awake at night, that sort of thing. And we try and solve it. Um, so there's one here. Funny enough that said I had to move home. I've been there over a year and a half and I'm worried I'll never leave again. Oh. Yeah. So I think that's kind of related to you know yeah. what we're talking about but also i think it's probably more common than people think yeah. it it's, is. it's yeah, come well, up a little bit already because renting is so expensive i mean i i have lots of friends who, who had to go home i don't think you should be ashamed of it no. or do you know um and you, you will get out of those circumstances eventually yeah. but it's tough in dublin like i mean it's if you if you look on daft it's, it's depressing you know and it's you're lucky to get a nice place so i don't for a person who's living at home, I mean, so long as you're out there grafting, doing whatever, I don't think you should beat yourself up over the fact that you're living at home and your circumstances will change at some stage, do you know? They will. And I think there is, there's still, there's still that kind of association within our culture that moving home is, is seen as a bit of a failure, Yeah. you know, whereas mm-hmm. I think that's very much changing now because of rent prices and because of, of housing crisis, crises as well. Uh, crises um you know so not to feel like that is a failure and that this is just the reality of adult life is that it's about kind of you know one step forward sometimes and then two steps back and it's it just takes time and and nothing is as quick and going back to social media again where you're, you're having you know all this amazing stuff kind of being shown to you all the time people happy and people are you know drinking wine and going to restaurants and doing all this kind of stuff this opulent lifestyle yeah. um you know the reality is is that you know we're not really living like that you know no. like most of us well, you put really, up your most best moments are struggling yeah you know? yeah absolutely I mean, like you know you're gonna say hey i'm sitting on my bed i'm depressed as fuck like yada yada mm-hmm. you know yeah. you try to this is what we all do so yeah okay exactly. that's somebody yeah. saying most parents yeah. delighted if you move home because it's not gonna be yeah. picked up well, it's we'll good, see <laughs> that's the way i would think about it it's a good way to Kind of, you know, because when I moved back from New York, I lived with my mom for a year. Well, she had a place out the back, but... And with the, the rats, time, Kellyanne. With the rats, they were everywhere. <laughs> How did you do it? <laughs> oh, no. It was a different golf, actually. Okay. But, uh, yeah, she moved around the corner. But, because uh, the rats, no. But, um, no, but, you know, at the time, I felt those things too. Like, oh, I'm back with my mom and blah, blah, blah. And But now when I look back on it, I really appreciate the time that I had with her because, you know, your parents get older and you should. That's the way I would look at it, if you get on with them, that is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I have a very different experience because I, I've lost both my parents and my family home was being sold. 
uh, right now. And so when I was moving and when I have been moving over the last 10 years, I have had such anxiety because every time I move, I feel like I'm really being uprooted. I don't feel like I have uh, a support system the way a lot of people do where like, oh, you know, if, if I fuck up, I can just move home or whatever. I've, I haven't had that. And I haven't had it for many, many years. Um, I had to get through college on orphans pension. I was gigging Friday night and Saturday night and then I was working Saturday day Sunday day and then trying to and then like going to my friend's house on Sunday night and being like just tell me what I need for like the Monday just tell me and then I'll just get through and I was chasing my tail for for all of college and I remember at that time I felt like this is this is just life you know what I mean this is I don't know how I'm gonna get get through this yeah um you know and it and it did it it took a long time just to kind of graft out of that and to to be a bit clever with money but also to to be very true to myself and every time I felt like I was in a situation where I wasn't happy I got out of that situation and magically money kept coming you know and rent still got paid Mm -hmm. and bills still got paid you know um so I feel like staying true to yourself and not getting bogged down and not feeling like this is the only way your life is going to be um is, is a really good way of looking at it because like at the moment you know I got my first big tour and I have like savings now in my account like 20 year old me would never have thought that I would be in this position you know that I'm actually like financially not only making money and you know by music but actually financially secure for music you know it's crazy like and so many people you know find it so hard to get to that point um but just keep going and really if, if you are staying true to yourself like it will work for you so is it a case that we really as individuals need to really look at the word trust and feel it that everything's going to be okay yeah. and not to feel bad if we have to move home or if things aren't okay yeah, yeah. And that instead of going shit uh, this is the situation I'm in I shouldn't be here because I'm 35 or 45 or whatever it is blah 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 yeah. blah um, but just trust if we're hard workers and we're grafters which we genuinely innately know that we are everything's going to be okay yes yeah. you know, and I think what we're what we're doing is we're not giving ourselves that but it's kind of irrational as well it's nearly built in that yeah we're kind of like oh it's not going to work or comparing ourselves yeah, to we're the not people, going to have yeah. we're not going to be able to pay the electric bill or what about that day that the place is going to be cold or you know it's yeah. here you know mm. whereas we need to just trust that it's going to be grand and it does keep uh, keep rolling in mm. the few bob or whatever yeah. it is we need to survive and yeah. I think I don't know how or why we fear that it won't be there because it is well not for everybody we know we have um difficult situations in Ireland at the moment with homelessness levels and things yeah. like that but you know just to trust more that yeah trust yourself okay. and be less hard on yourself I think are two really important things and it's the same it's really it's funny in a way that the things that people are talking about like a lot of the problem solving and a lot of the what is your biggest fear overlap and people think that oh I'm terrible I'm failing at this that and the other but everybody's kind of feeling the same thing your business sounds amazing thank you give it another plug everybody wants to know where can we find you to buy your number three okay number number and popcorn's always gonna sell yeah so don't worry worry about not okay thank you so much for that fair play to you um so ladies um we're like can i go can i sit back down yeah absolutely go for it (laughs) thanks a million um so ladies um you both have amazing taste in music so i just wanted to ask you what are you listening to at the moment new old doesn't matter um at the moment what am i listening to 
Oh God! Don't, oh, you have to give me a second. I want to. Do, I want to give in, uh, a plug. I've listened to this about ten times since one of them sent it to me. Um, it's a new Irish band called Chief Keegan, and the song is called yes. Crispy Salmon Behavior. Yes, it is, and it's <laughs> unbelievable. I know. Yeah, it's so much fun. So definitely check them out. Um, what else is good? The Luke new Steve's cousin as well. Oh, so, yes. Steve from Bark's yeah. cousin. Oh, funky family. Yeah, no, very yeah. good. Very good. Um, what else? The new man Kimby King Cruel. Two of my favourites in together. That's good. What about yourselves? I actually found this. um, I love African music. So I found this thing called African Airways 4, part four. There's a number of them. And um, I've been listening to that a lot because it's just really joyful. Okay. Mm, That's brilliant. Uh, We got uh, a fancy new vinyl player over the last couple of months. So I've kind of gone back to the old, the old jazz and uh, I'm listening to Nat King Cole after midnight kind of on repeat right now. And it's just, it's so beautiful and it's so warm. And when it's heard through vinyl, it's just, it's like a big, big blanket of loveliness. He always reminds me of my granddad. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, you have such a beautiful relationship with your granddad. This sounds really oh. creepy, but I know because you like put it on your Facebook like me and my granddad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's, he's a wise man. Yeah, he's, he's always great. giving you good advice. Yeah, he's great. He's great crack. Yeah. So speaking of great crack, someone said their biggest fear is dying, but I'm cool with this. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> 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 his biggest fear is gonna be having the crack. <laughs> Who wrote that down? Do you want to come up on stage? Dying, but I'm cool with this. That's amazing. So, hello. What's your name? Where do you come from? I feel like Silver Black. This is Grace. So, my name is Glenn and I come from Tala. All right. And what do you do? I write jingles for podcasts. Yeah. Psych. This is my best friend, everybody. <laughs> I was like, will we pretend not to know each other? Or is that really let's, weird? let's pretend again. Let's do it again. Um, no, we won't pretend. We won't pretend. So your biggest fear is dying. But you're okay with it. Yeah, I like I You kinda have to be, don't you? Well, as long as you're not dying, you might like if if you're if you're dying, you if you know you're gonna die, you might as well be okay with it. If you're not gonna die, you should you shouldn't be okay with it, you know what I mean? Like this is getting a bit maybe a bit personal or whatever, but I started to get a few heart pains for a while. And I used to get them from I had some a, a, a weird spell of anxiety for a while. And I got a lot of heart pains and someone told me that someone who got anxiety was saying that that just happens when you get anxiety, you get depression, you get some sort of, you get some, that sort of heart pain, heart pain. I was like, oh, cool. That's no problem because I was kind of worried biologically that I was in trouble. But, uh, but then, then I got through all that and everything was grand. I'm feeling cool. I, I'm enjoying my life and everything is great. And then the heart pain came back. I was like, fuck, is it, is it? <laughs> this isn't part I, of my plan. Can I, can I F-bomb this, this show? You already did and it's oh, absolutely okay, well, fine. But can I do, can I do, can I do it more than, more than <laughs> once? Uh, but uh, I was thinking, oh, it's back again. Is this a, this a thing again? But I was like, uh, again, I was like, I must go to the doctor and sort this out. But I was like, you know what's the thing? If I know, if this is a genuine problem where I am going to die, if I'm, because I, I run, I run a lot and I exercise and, I drink a lot and I don't sleep very well and all this sort of stuff. So that's probably where the heart pain comes from. But, but, <laughs> but no, no, no. Glenn's, but a, am, Glenn's a 50-50 kind of guy. He's <laughs> vegan and he runs, but he also goes on the mad raz. So do, yeah, it's kind I of do, like a yeah. balance. We should but, hang out. That's, I'm vegan and I yeah, also, that's, that's I also love the set. So <laughs> yeah. falafel and, and do some shots? Yeah, let's do it. That sounds like no. a great night. <laughs> but, um, 
But anyway, so, so I was thinking, okay, surely at the age of 28, having heart pains, eating well, exercising, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't really be what, it shouldn't be a biological thing. It shouldn't be a cardiovascular vascular thing. I think it's, it's a psychological thing. So I was like, okay, so it's a constant reminder that I can die at some stage. So like, like I've written the, 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 the jingle for this thing. I've, tr- I've been trying to write songs for, for a good while now, for the last four months, trying to be a solo artist in some, some sense. And it's, it's challenging and dangerous and strange and weird. Um, but if I don't do put something out into the world, if I don't, if I don't actually uh, make something of myself, as cheesy as that might sound, before I die... <laughs> well then you know like it's, it's going to give me the power to go okay i need to act now because i've yeah. got i've got heart pain i need to <laughs> no i don't think i'm like gonna panic, die but it sounds like panic attack though is that yeah, like, I, yeah i honestly think it's like it's like yeah. a weird panic attack that happens yeah. sometimes yeah. maybe in some sort of I weird just way to breathe well i I'm, I'm the king of breathing like like I, i'm like i'm i'm good at breathing i, breathe, <laughs> I do I it every day well. I do. <laughs> no but I, I do yoga i meditate and so all yeah. sort of stuff but sometimes okay. it just i don't know i'm like walking the street and, oh there it goes again like honestly yeah. it, like this sounds outrageous but i should really get checked out but I'm, I'm using it in some way to go to as a reminder of like like there's sudden death syndrome that's a real thing you know people yeah. people die of stuff yeah, of nothing yeah, yeah. sometimes you know mm. and and it's a kind of reminder that y- y- your life is not necessarily as as guaranteed as it is you can yeah, get hit yeah. by a bus you can die of sudden mm. death syndrome you can whatever things can happen um so do something let's do something let's all do something and so yeah i have a fear of dying but i'm, I'm using that to uh make a better person of myself i guess yeah yeah that's great i think that's what yeah. existential dread is for absolutely no i love that your little face perks up you're like vegan and sessioning oh my god claire why have you never introduced me to this man existential before? <laughs> vegan likes to have a few pints so let's do it <laughs> are you me <laughs> Oh, God. Excellent. Well, listen. I hope you don't die anytime soon because you're really mad sounds. But like, I miss I, you. If, honestly, I think I might write that actual will. I might write the will down and like you know, like Claire can have my. Can sins. I have your dog? Oh, and and dog. Yes. Synth and dog and headphones. Amazing. It's already been taken, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm good. You're good. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> So we're going to do another guerrilla problem solving now. Um, 100% anonymous. And also for the people at home, I don't know if I mentioned it yet, this episode, we have a new email address, fearfulnireland at gmail.com. If you would like to anonymously submit a problem, we will try and solve it for you on the next episode. So in the meantime, um, somebody wrote down anonymously in the audience that the grass wasn't greener. Did I miss my chance for love? Oh, no. Uh, oh, my God. I... I go on. I was just going to say, I just think that looking back, you might think, oh, maybe I made a huge mm. mistake. But if, it, if you felt at the time it wasn't right, then something wasn't right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's always one that gets away. So there's always one that you think, yeah. you know, mm. yeah. years oh, maybe. later, maybe that could have really been something. But I agree with you because I actually I had a thing like that about a guy I grew up with. He was my best friend. And. Yeah, for ages I had that. And my other best friend would say to me, Kellyanne, if you met him now, you would not be right for each other. 
you know, with the paths, the different ways that we've gone. So I think you can always think he got, that's the one that got away or she's the one that got away. But actually, I think there's a person at a certain time in your life who is right for you. Yeah. And sometimes that's forever and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Timing is so important. Timing well, is so important, yeah. yeah. Like it really yeah. is. I think, you know... And I, the place I, you're in. And the place yeah. you're in is, is a big part of it too. I've definitely gone out with people where the relationship was brilliant, but because of timing, it didn't work out. And then I've gone out with somebody after that who, like, I just can't believe I went out with that person. Oh, we, we all have those. We all have those. Yeah, like, we, my, myself and Kellyanne had a little... <laughs> it was a dome of silence chat, so we're not going to mention any <laughs> names or anything. <laughs> but we did have, a re- like, a recent conversation over a glass of wine going, oh, my God, I can't... Like, what? why didn't you stop? Why didn't you stop me? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that's... But that, I remember when it happened, though, it freaked me out, though, because I was like, oh, my God, like, was that... Was I... Did I already reach, like peak relationship you know and now going out with somebody who's like a bit of a dope and maybe this is and then it's all downhill it's just gonna get worse now you know what I mean and that and that for some reason I got that into my head but it wasn't it was just like you know like every relationship you learn a lot about yourself and and what you what you need in a relationship and, yeah. and you move on um you know and I eventually did that and now you know we're we're five years in, in July you know what I mean the, the guy Aww. I'm going out with now I know <laughs> class class um, he is he's super class um but yeah but like i i definitely have felt that felt that at times because it it feels strange sometimes when you're when you are in love and then you end up in a relationship after that that doesn't seem great mm-hmm. it yeah. kind of feels like oh is that the best thing but you could also just say it to them i mean if you've nothing to lose you could just yeah. say to them hey listen do you think we made a mistake and see instead of feelings see something what they still say there, yeah yeah and see yeah. if there's something still there but you also never know. i think sometimes looking back too much is not too good yeah, this is true. So we've got to move forward if there were issues there, do you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I have massive issues with rejection as well. Like, you know, so like if you have rejection problems and you find it hard to let go of people, mm. like that can also be it. It could be feeling into your own neuroses. Is that yeah. like, you know, you've been rejected by somebody and you find that really hard to accept. So you're chasing that person. And I've definitely ended up in situations like that myself where I have chased a person because they're not into me as the way I'm into them. And, and as soon as they say you take it, it so as soon as they say like you're like yeah. oh yeah whatever yeah if he would have changed his mind I don't know if yeah like yeah, I would have yeah. been into it you yeah. know but it was becoming obsessed with the idea that somebody didn't want me you know what I mean yeah. and feeding into that neurosis that was unchecked um, and that can be a lot of it too sometimes yeah yeah I don't know I think maybe say it to them you have nothing to lose but also just before you decide that that's the right thing to do maybe just go actually do you know what maybe it's better but write down on a piece of paper what was good and what was bad yeah, yeah. If the ooh good, like the Ross and Rachel just a waitress the bad <laughs> go for it and also I'm serious people underestimate their gut their gut instinct in life your gut always knows the answer yeah. mm-hmm. always yeah. but you don't trust it alright okay I think for real yeah no you're yeah. dead right you're talking a lot about timelines then there Kellyanne Byrne uh, which segues nicely into your joint biggest fear with yeah. rats yeah, I'm afraid of running out of time. I'm obsessed with time. So I'm never late, which is like, and I have to be prepared for everything. But since I was young, I always wanted to do the most of my day. Um, that sounds really weird, I know, for a kid. But I'm afraid of dying and not doing everything that I want to do. 
Does that make sense? It makes Absolutely. perfect sense. I think every human on the I planet feel feels like that. About it. No, <laughs> sorry, but I think that's so, so okay. So just to make you feel a bit, um, sorry, I put up a nice little slide <laughs> there of a, <laughs> a tattoo yeah, yeah. that says "No yeah. regrets." Yeah. Hopefully they did that as a joke right across yeah. their chest. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, just to make you feel a little bit better about yourself when this I was because it's a serious one. So my so no, my heart is starting to go. Just no, to make you feel a bit better when I was yeah. no joke about <laughs> seven or eight, I ruined my summer because the summer olympics were on and i love gymnastics and acrobatics and i was watching them and um i was like oh my god those girls are like only about three years older than me and i'm never going to achieve anything in life because they're already at <laughs> olympic level yeah. and i was so upset about yeah. it i felt like the biggest loser ever yeah so i think it's i mean obviously that's not normal but, <laughs> but i think it, you know that is kind of if you're an ambitious person it's kind of yeah. normal to you know yeah, like my mom told me when I was a kid, I'd be waiting with my school bag at the bottom of the stairs saying, let's go to school really early. So I always had to think about being late, unprepared, not doing enough. Um, and I think kind of the older you get, especially when people around you get sick or, you know, people you thought were invincible, suddenly you see that they're not like my granddad and you kind of get more aware of life and and doing things and and, you know, doing the things that you love. I don't mean like having a car and a gaff and all that kind of thing because I have no interest in that sort of stuff. I mean like doing the things that you really love, that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I suppose I have a fear of like not doing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you're pretty you're pretty good at the old timeline thing. I mean, I am, yeah, yeah. I've been at festivals with you where they have messed up your wristband and you're going to be, you know, less than an hour <laughs> early yeah. for your sex. Like I turn up for my radio show three and a half hours before. People are like, What is wrong with your Germanic way of working? But it's just I have to like it's yeah, I I've always been like that. Like even in school, I loved studying. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was mental. It's That's good though. Just, yeah. Stay in school, kids. You know, <laughs> it's good for you. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's fine. But I think you're you're good at doing. You know, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. It's not like you're just sitting there freaking out. No. Generally, you know. if I say I'm going to do it, I try to do it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Shall we solve another problem, gorilla <laughs> yes. fashion? That, that's not a real sentence. I was just like, didn't want to say, we are now going to do another guerrilla problem solving. Because it's, you know, don't want to mix it up. But anyway, um, it says here, lack of motivation. I'm looking for the dream job. If it exists, not bothering to try and meet the one if he exists. Well, this is just someone else being too harsh on themselves yeah, again, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Lack of motivation. What was the other thing? Um, looking for the dream job if it exists. Mm. And not trying to, you know, bothering to try and meet the one if he exists. So, you know, I suppose maybe being afraid of going for what you really want. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think you, Jan, most of the time you get in your own way. Do you know? I, I know I get in my own way. And a lot of the times if I, if I don't do something, it's actually not because of what other people are saying. It's something I'm saying in my head. Do you know? Like, so you have to kind of get out of your... get. I remember when I studied acting and like we'd do a scene and if I couldn't get it, the teacher would say, get out of your head. Mm-hmm. Just let go. That's a lot of it is about letting go, I think, and just going with things and not, be, not beating yourself up so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I was in a wedding band for like seven years and I was like 
wrecked all the time like it was you know two hours of Motown and uh, no other singer so it was just me like Aretha Franklin doesn't do Aretha Franklin for two hours do you know what I mean like and yeah. I was I was in bits <laughs> like you know what I mean and then I was trying to get into session work and you know I'd, I'd be trying to do session work during the week and I'd have no voice you know what I mean so it was affecting my career but I was afraid you know and because of you know what I, what I mentioned how difficult um college was for me financially yeah. and then after college I was I was always afraid to to give it up because I felt that like you know it's it's stable and you know this is the best money you're going to get out of music and music is so hard to earn money from so you have to keep going and blah 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 and then one day I just was like I'm fucking sick of this you know what I mean I was sick of working with those guys I was sick of the songs I was sick of the way everything was set up so I left and it was the best thing I ever did for my career like it really really was and suddenly all these new opportunities were were opened up to me because I had the freedom to do them that people knew that I wasn't constantly busy and constantly out every Friday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday night so I was being asked to do other stuff um so you know if you have those fears of being like oh no I'm not going to be good enough or you know it's you know maybe the dream job isn't out there or like you know maybe maybe this is the best it's, it's going to get you know I have, I already have a job or you know I already have a bit of money coming in why am I looking for anything else just like really as you were saying go with your gut yeah. you know if you feel like unhappy right now where you are then then make those moves and make those may it be a big move of leaving your job or even just small small little things every day or even it kind of sounds a little bit like you're saying maybe reframe the idea of the dream job so you kind of thought oh I have to do this 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 be really busy but actually that wasn't working so try a different approach and that might work maybe exactly yeah that's the other side of it too yeah Yeah. definitely um yeah different approaches different perspectives so go on disaster gig story Worst thing. I think Only we. Just <laughs> while, Jess, while you're amazing. having to think about it, uh, myself and Kellyanne, this is the worst thing it's that actually, has ever. It's so brilliant. It's so brilliant. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so brilliant. we won't name Funny. the festival. Um, but myself and Kellyanne were booked um, to play at a major music festival in a not so major um, area of the world, shall we say. It's a small, small place and. Um, we were playing our usual kind of disco tunes that we like to play when we're playing back to back. And um, the crowd were not loving it. They were not into it. They were screaming at us that they wanted to hear Maniac. And um, yeah. like, and really what the hell aggressive. were you playing? Really like <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. And I was trying to be nice. And I went down. There was this one guy in particular who was being super aggressive. And I went down to him and was like, look, buddy, like there's loads of stages here. You obviously don't like our music I know trying yeah. to reason with a drunk asshole I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> but it's like look there's loads of stages, uh, stages here you don't like our music why don't you go to that stage or that stage or that stage having none of it now of course while I was trying to do this Kellyanne who um, basically is not as much of an idiot as me trying to <laughs> reason with drunk him. people lo- like looks at him yeah. and she just flipped him the birds. <laughs> she stuck her delicate polished lady like little middle finger up at him and then that was it like he was having so there was him and his friends and um like we were trying to you know we played like lcd sound system and you know what we thought we big tunes and they hadn't got they'd never heard any of our Nothing tunes worked. they just wanted Nothing. maniac um so the guy damn you mark <laughs> the guy disappeared eventually we're like oh thank god he's left like this is cool you know like everyone else can get into it he arrived pulling this ginormous wheelie bin behind him ginormous and um 
wouldn't leave and he was standing with his bin with his elbow on it like looking up at us and eventually I went down to him and I was like man what are you, what are you doing and he looks me dead in the eye he was a bit cross-eyed so it was kind of disconcerting as it was and he said there's a bin for your tunes <laughs> It is the best burn I have ever got in my whole life. I couldn't (laughs) even get cross at him. I just, I think I might have like shook his hands. (laughs) I was so shocked. That's for your tunes. Yeah, it was was unbelievable. Fair play to him. Now we did kind of remove him and the bins that people could come in and dance. But um, yeah, what about yourself? You had a granny, a granny screeching at you at a festival. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was great actually because I just it was one of the last gigs I was doing with the lads before I went over to London to do music for a year. So we're talking back in two thousand and nine ish, maybe. And uh, we, you know, it was like, we made it kind of a big deal and we did loads of songs that we really wanted to do that we never really got got around to doing. So we like did a bit of Earth, Wind and Fire and I think we put some like Justin Timberlake and maybe some Janelle Monet around that time as well. It was kind of, it was a really nice mix of stuff. And we were playing, at, I think it was like some kind of Port Leash festival or some some local festival. So we show up and the stage is is the back of a truck. Right, oh, I know. Yes, yeah. so that's the first thing, and I'm just like, oh Jesus, I'm so glad to be going to London. Like, you know, oh my God. So anyway, we get up anyway, and I think I was wearing white as well, and like I was wearing white, and there was no, um, there was no steps to go up. So like, you know, I was all mucky, like you know, trying to like get up on the truck to <laughs> to perform. And uh, so we did September. We did a couple of other stuff, and this uh, this L one comes up anyway. And like proper granny, like, you know, and she's like, um, excuse me now, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you play Galway Girl, please? <laughs> and now I'm at this point, <laughs> at this point, I'm well used to this. I'm well used to people screaming Galway Girl, Wagon Wheel, Wigfield. You know what I mean? I'm used to it. I just kind of go, yeah, uh, sorry, unfortunately, we don't play that. Thanks. And if they get thick at me, then I'll change my change my tone but it was it was a granny so I obviously wasn't going to be a dick to her and uh, I said no unfortunately not we don't we don't do it and she instead of being nice like her face just dropped and she was just like if you don't do Galway girl <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just being like <laughs> what the I just like what do you say to that like you know like, <laughs> And the Irish grannies are terrifying. <laughs> My grannies terrifying. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing here? Amazing. Oh. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Then you, oh you, you finished the gig, you got on the plane to London, and you were like, well, it. this is a good decision. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so you actually, you were performing with Ralph Rall in the Funk Patrol last oh, week, wow. weren't you? I was. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. So that was yeah. really, really cool. Ralph is, is amazing and an incredible drummer. Yeah. So yeah. he roasted me with the songs, though. Like absolutely, wrote the songs were just like, what? What was one? Like they're all amazing tunes. Uh, and now I can't think of any of them, but like super high funk falsetto stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, it was amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. I actually once asked about Dukes Kelly, and you DJed with Chic before they yeah, were playing. Yeah, before Chic. Yeah, yeah. No it's way. like I mean, they never come to play Ireland, so I can't believe I've forgotten <laughs> which time it was. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But for both of you, like, that's, like, obviously a big deal. Like, you know, both yeah. of those things are a big deal. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, are you good at taking time to appreciate moments like that and actually congratulate yourself and go, do you know what, that was fair play to me. That's really good. Or do you just kind of 
go oh and move on to the next thing do you know what i mean yeah for no i'd never be like i'm deadly for doing that <laughs> not like i'm deadly but <laughs> no, no. okay <laughs> i don't know but i'm not good at that kind of thing can i can all. i can you I does that tie in though to your your kind of your time like issue as well is that like maybe being in the present more yeah. you know what I mean and just yeah. being able to kind of be present and be yeah. like this is me being successful right mm-hmm. now yeah this no I think you're right about happy. that yeah because mm-hmm. I, I know I'm the same you know and because I was in a position of, of financial worry for so many years you're constantly worried about the future you're constantly worried yeah. about where the next money is going to come in and you know how you're going to pay that bill and you know when is, when the rent is due and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and so it's so hard sometimes just to be present and just yeah. be like right now this is mm-hmm. class like right now yeah yeah, yeah you're so right yeah so i think yeah everyone's quite hard on themselves are they can we please kellyanne tell everybody your best um radio burn the text message that you got in what do you want me with the chocolate with the chocolate bar <laughs> with the chocolate bar no, I can't remember. Okay, I'll tell us because it's gas. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of you know bigging yourself up or this kind of thing, um, Kellyanne was doing a show. I think it might have been back was on Fanson at the time. Oh, and goes, I know, I know. Kellyanne Byrne, if you were an ice cream, you'd lick yourself. Someone text that <laughs> into her. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Me, yeah, me and Carl had a great laugh over that. Oh one. my god! Yeah, yeah, no, I thought yeah. it was a chocolate bar for some reason. <laughs> I know, but yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, you, you try and be modest, but you also get shot down if you're Irish. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing you can do. There's absolutely nothing. Yet. Who in the room answered the question? What is your biggest fear with being a failure? What I see is a failure depends on the day. Who's that? So that was the person that went for their bus. Okay, fair enough. So um, if you um, if you are listening back to this person who ran for their bus, I think we're kind of getting the same thing. Like, does it do? You, is it just me, or is themes, it like a, a yeah. running theme, like a common thread through it? Like anything like that? It's just people being too harsh on themselves and then kind of comparing themselves as well to other people. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. there seems to be a running theme of people being afraid of not living up to their full potential or not living up to their full potential in time. Mm. But I think at the end of that, they also said that failure depends on the day. So it sounds that that person has a very critical voice, you know, that they yeah. potentially need to, to get in check. And I, I know I, I would have, I would have a very, very critical voice and it's, it's been a very difficult thing for me to get my head around. Um, like I didn't release, like we didn't release our first single until I was 30. So I spent like all of my twenties, fair enough, going to college mm. and, or whatever else but also beating myself up and being like you know I'm I'm too old now to be a full-time singer yeah. I'm not skinny enough skinny enough to be you know a famous singer I'm not good enough for you know and I just I you know you just make up these narratives in your head to fulfill this this prophecy of of failure or, yeah. or that you'll never be good enough you know and it was it was dropping that that critical voice or, or putting it in check or challenging that critical voice when when you feel it come up um, was was a big and very important part of me developing and, and feeling more secure in myself. Yeah. So I think that's that's very 
important thing to learn to do is to challenge that voice. Yeah, absolutely. We had um, a couple of episodes back. We had um, Aoife McElwain um, on the panel. Well, she was actually busy launching her book. Um, so she just kind of stopped by to say hello and give some cool advice. But she has a whole chapter in her book, So at Work, about um, your inner critic. And she calls yeah. her as her Aunt Linda. I heard and, that. It really um, interesting. Yeah. It's an amazing book now, I would love to say, is a massive procrastinator. I haven't actually finished it, but the first half of it is really <laughs> good. So I recommend buying it and then, you know, finishing. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to yeah, it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yourself. Yeah. Um, okay, so Bark, not one, but two singles being launched. What's yes. going on? <laughs> uh, double single launch is happening. Uh, the The event is going to be happening in Wheeland on the 24th of March. Uh, we're dropping two singles, Sassy Mouth and Earthquakes. Sassy Mouth. Sassy I Mouth, love yeah. it. Who came up with the title of that one out of the band? That mm. was, that was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are sassy. Yeah, strangely enough. It was me. Um, but yeah, well, it, the song the song is about kind of, it was very much, <clears throat> excuse me, it was very much inspired by uh, Repeal the Eighth Movement and just the kind of sea change and political social sea change that very much is happening in Ireland. Um, I was incredibly inspired by it. Uh, Sassy Mouth also comes from like kind of the pitfalls of kind of like online media debate and how it can cause quite uh, like dualistic approaches and not being able to find a common ground or not really looking for a common ground and that it's it's a, it's more about just one against the other and how that can be very problematic moving forward in regards to social change. Okay. And this actually leads really nicely into the last gorilla problem solving um, one that I have here and it's topical because we got a date today for the repeal the eighth vote. Yeah. Woo. I've forgotten. Does anyone in the room know? It's May 20. <laughs> 25th of May thank you very much um, I just realised I should have written that down um, so 25th of May so somebody wrote down um, this is a problem that they're worried about it says people say they care about certain values for example repeal or access to education but continue to do nothing about it or compound the problem of um, or with actions such as baptising children or funding conservative companies what do you think about that is that something that gets you angry um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't get me angry because I feel like when you get angry at people who want to do change, then they don't do change. And I think there's a lot of people, including myself, where you feel it's that choice, not it's not choice paralysis, but you feel that there's so much wrong with the world, uh, even just in Ireland alone, that it's so hard to know where, how, how to help, basically. And is it me volunteering? Is that going to help? Is my money better? Or if I give my money there, is it actually going to go to those people or is it going to be siphoned off into something else? And I think what happens is, is that there's so many people out there that do want change and they do want to help, but they just don't know how. Um, and, they, and they need some guidance. And I think if you attack those people uh, or heavily criticise those people, you can sometimes frighten and push them away. And I think that can be that can be dangerous. Now, some people just need to kick up the arse as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, that, that has to be taken into consideration. Yeah, too. it's one thing that actually it does worry me a little bit about the whole repeal thing is when people are pro-choice and they just believe it's just it's it's like a you shouldn't be racist you shouldn't do this you shouldn't kick old people and puppies well i mean and like kick the granny if she's shouting at you back to, but you know what i mean it's something 
something that you just you can't understand how anybody could not agree with you um i think that um we can be in danger of kind of going oh you, what do you mean you idiot like why would you you know and kind of not, not, actually i met someone at a session, Jess, I'll have you know, last you weekend, um, solving the problems of the world. <laughs> this was very late at night, but um, she said to me that she basically she grew up in a really Catholic household, Catholic school, and was very anti-abortion for years and this girl is like you know like in her early 30s and it was only kind of in the last couple of years that she kind of thought to herself well look I would never have an abortion but no I don't want to stop anybody else who wants to for any reason you know and um but I kind of feel that that was something that she came to that decision she came to a few years ago but maybe she had if she hadn't come to that decision would she be of no voter she might be because if people would be looking at her going i cannot believe you're our age and you're this that and the other and would maybe you know so it is something that i do kind of worry about a little bit yeah i yeah. think especially on facebook because we're all so busy agreeing with each other because nobody it's really all echo chambers say, actually i don't agree because they're afraid so i think that's an issue do you know i think um social media it happens a lot and there are things sometimes you're thinking and you're going, like even myself, I'm kind of going, if I tweet that, like is someone going to, I don't know, turn up outside the studio with a gun or, you know, I don't mean like that, but like a simple thing. I remember writing this thing on, um, it, last April it was really cold and I said, I can't believe I'm wearing a fur in April. And next thing, there were so many people going, oh my God, a de- uh, somebody died in that last, or somebody was killed and blah, blah, blah. It was from H&M for 40 euro. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And they slated me. So it's like, you've got, like, you're so careful now about everything you say because you're afraid of being attacked. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. People need to think before they write. I, I think that's what happens is that we now have this polarization of ideologies that are happening where people are afraid to challenge, you know, belief systems because they're they're afraid of that of that aggressive mm-hmm. backlash. Yeah. And so it's either you're either one of the other. And mm-hmm. and realistically none of us are really, you know, None of us are necessarily like hard leftists or hard right conservatives, but we all have our particular beliefs and it's about discussing and and debate and we don't seem to be encouraging that within our culture at the moment. Mm. And instead we're we're having these online, you know, arguments where we're, we're kind of protected by, by the computer or we're protected by, by the anonymity of it. And, and that can be really dangerous then. Yeah. You know, because yeah. then you're associating that it's, ideology with with violence or with with aggression. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, I suppose just while I have a microphone in my face, anyone in the room or um, anybody listening at home, um, just have have a really, really if if you're if you're not if you don't identify as somebody who is pro-choice and you think of yourself as pro-life, just really have a think about what that means and be aware that there's a lot of misinformation out there. And just the simple question is, do you want to deny? any woman autonomy over her own body and there's lots of different reasons that somebody would need to have an abortion and those reasons are actually nobody's business but hers so that would be and if anyone wants to have a conversation with me about it i'm very happy to have um you could you can tweet me it's at clarebeck1052 i'm always happy happy to have a debate a respectful debate with somebody so get in touch if you have any questions that's all Mm, we can say you know that's brilliant um so, ladies, thank you so much. Thank okay, you. Anne, what have you got coming up over the Nothing, next little while? Just loads of gigs. I don't know. I loads of gigs. <laughs> but people can <laughs> I'm listen. I'm really bad at self promotion. People can <laughs> hear you on Today FM Saturday, Saturday and Sunday nights. And yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Now you can say the times because that time. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday is nine to twelve a.m. and Sunday is ten to one a.m. 
Okay, so and it's more of a kind of a going out vibe on a Saturday yeah, and then more chill on a Sunday. Yeah. Sunday Amazing. play a lot of Irish music, so. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Jess is like, excellent, we'll <laughs> talk <laughs> after the show. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, listen, a huge thank you to my brilliant panellists, um, Jess Cav, Kellyanne Byrne. Thank um, Also, thanks to Head Stuff and the Bella Bar crew, as always, lovely night. And we do this once a month, by the way, so anybody who is listening who wants to come down, check out headstuff.org we're going to be doing um, another event very soon um, thank you to our producer uh, Rebecca Fleming who doesn't clown around everybody <laughs> even though she's afraid of them um, Sean Corcoran on sound um, Mr. Jean Parmesan who talked about his fear and dying and also wrote the theme music um, and also our amazing live audience here in Bellow Night Bellow Bar tonight and thank you for listening at home and I've been told this is very important and I have to say it at the end every time because people forget isn't that right Rebecca <clears throat> If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or whatever your chosen platform is. And um, you can also leave a five-star rating if you enjoy it or a four. Maybe if you really weren't enjoying it, just, you know, don't leave a rating below that. It's fine. And you can leave a review as well. But listen, thank you very much for coming and thank you um, for listening at home. We'll see you next time. Cheers. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.